Cool. Good afternoon, everybody. Good morning, good evening, hello, whatever time it is there in your area. Welcome to Sports Talk Network, specifically QC Wrestling Ramble. I was going to be doing this over the weekend. I just forgot about it with everything going on, specifically heading into the Packers game of Sunday to coming off a bye. But now I'm getting to it here. Actually, we are only 14 days away, about, um, to Crown Jewel, which will be in Saudi Arabia. But I wanted to talk about and put a bow on the WWE Fastlane um, that was two weeks ago previous. I do think overall, WWE was fine. I know that how pay-per-views have been in the last couple of years for WWE, let alone for AEW, not, have, not being the greatest. And even the top five pay-per-views, being Money in the Bank, Royal Rumble, and others, being good, then you have to be level pay-per-views like Fastlane, Roblox, or otherwise, uh, that are reused sporadically, not being as great, and the you know, fans are differing opinions of why that's the case. Some fans thinking that's because WWE cares more about the main four pay-per-views and focusing on building the storylines there more so than the secondary pay-per-views, but I still thought, at least for this pay-per-view specifically, Fast it was pretty good. It wasn't perfect, but I would say it was entertaining, fine. For the results that we got, and we did get a title change, title change. we did get um, some fun backstage moments too, you know, Jay Cargill, specifically, uh, coming from WWE, uh, having a moment there with Triple H, but even more so, you know, I would say that uh, Fastlane it was a good, um, good step as we head towards Survivor Series. And we have Crown Jewel next, technically, in a couple weeks. It'll be on Saturday afternoon next, local time. And then Survivor Series. And going forward, heading into the holidays, the Royal Rumble in January, that always is. So, little momentum, I would say. Even though Fastlane isn't highly popular it's still at least this year 2023 version was was highly entertaining i would say um also i had a great time having a guest the other week as well so shout out to ali and uh hope he's doing well too oh man sorry about the noise there's thunder out there and about But yeah. Well, like I said, my thoughts we got to Fastlane. Um, place after town, but I just, you know, share gives grades. I haven't done grades in a while. Like I know a couple of years ago doing this show, back then doing it like three times a week. Used to do bronze Fastlane reviews and whatnot. But giving grades for the show, grades for the reviews, and all that. So it's been years since I've done grades. But I want to give it up. Give a chance and see what everybody else thinks in regards to each match and my opinions are and all, uh, let alone any other grade. Um, but like I said, overall, it was pretty good and I certainly did enjoy it immensely. A lot more than I thought. That's for sure.
<laughs> Anyways, while many of the headlines entering Saturday to be fast line event in Indianapolis were focused on John Cena teaming with LA Knight to take on the bloodline. The lasting memory from the show will, will be the brutal main event between Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. Rollins managed to success, successfully retain his World Heavyweight Championship by beating Nakamura in a last man standing match, which was still, I say, great match. Nakamura gave Rollins all he could handle, constantly focusing on his attack on the champion's injured neck has been previously brought up in promos heading into the fight. Rollins was able to take everything from Nakamura and being able to manage to put Nakamura down for the count with a falcon arrow through two tables to retain his title in what was, I think it was like 29-17, almost 30 minutes of match. Rollins was able to... Excuse <clears throat> me. Rollins was able to leave with his championship thanks to Rhea Ripley convincing the Judgment Day or specifically Judgment Day teammate Damian Priest to not cash in his Money in the Bank contract. So that's always hanging over, right? Damian Priest, when we cash in, is he going to be successful or non-successful? Uh, but with that, helping Rollins get the win. But overall, like I said earlier, pay-per-view went very well, very good. I'll give an overall grade as well as we, we get to that point. But first off, let's go through each and every match, starting with the Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match, the Judgment Day, Demi Priest and Finn Balor, going up against Cody Rhodes and Shea Uso. Rhodes and Uso got the upper hand early in the match, taking the fight right to Priest and attacking the big man's link. Judgment Day was able to reverse things by isolating Uso in a series of tag, quick tags. To keep Uso away from Rhodes. Rhodes eventually received the hot tag and hit Balor with a disaster kick for a near fall. Momentum continued to swing between the teams as the minutes ticked by. Uso hit Priest with the Uso splash, splash before Finn Balor was able to make a late save. Rhodes hit Balor with a Cody Cutter, Cody Cutter but his neck had been damaged earlier in the match, forcing him to roll back out of the ring. Right, Storytelling. Jey Uso hit Priest with a spear and a call out to Roman Reigns, but the move brought Rhea Ripley and Dominic to ringside, where Uso dropped Mysterio back down Rhea. And that was enough of a distraction for Priest and Balor to nearly get the win after Balor hit Uso with a coup de grace. Before Rhodes made a save. And then all four men brawl until J.D. Madonna got involved. Rhea Ripley hit Uso with the money in the bank briefcase, only for Uso to make a dramatic kick out to keep the match going. Priest jokes on Rhodes on the ring apron and set up the commentary desk only for JD Madonna to accidentally hit Priest in the knee with the briefcase and allow Cody Rhodes to hit Damian Priest with the crossroads on the desk. Uso and Rhodes hit Balor with a modified one T that saw Rhodes come off the ropes for Cody Cutter to score the victory. Solid tag team match opener with a surprising finish to feed into the ongoing story of tension within the Judgment Day. You know, how they will, they won't, they kind of break up. Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso defeat the Judgment Day via pinfall to win the titles. Um, solid match, good opener. I certainly, I really enjoyed every minute of it. Overall, I'll probably give this grade, rather match, an A minus grade. Um, not just as a big fan of Cody Rhodes, but his match itself. 
very, very well done and very fun to see. Next up, we have the LWO, the Latino War Voter, up against Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Very mysterious Mr. mystery partner did not show up at the start of the match. Unfortunately, we do see him later, but that that at the moment did leave a three on TV situation, and unsurprisingly, this led to Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits controlling the action on Santos Escobar. Mysterio had a brief run before again falling to the numbers advantage. Jelena Vega eventually got herself involved getting Montez Ford and you'll be outside of the ring. It was not a disqualification despite the ref seeing it, but hey, it is what it is. Okay, I found this on the web for... Eventually, though, Carly Tarlito came back right into the ring took the tag from Mysterio, revealing himself as a mystery partner. Until the after Calito hit a backstabber on Montes Ford for the pin. Though I don't really understand the value of not running with Lashley in the province as a top act and having the meet class here, and as a personal appeal of mine, to the mystery part doesn't show up until the end of the match thing, but it still was entertaining. But how do you say it uh, did deliver? And also it was fun to see the Pizza Hut ad with Xavier Woods and them later in general, but it's a separate thing. Still with the LWO with Tarlington defeating the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley. Probably give this grade a B minus. Still. Entertaining stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Moving right along to the WWE Women's Championship match. Eo Sky versus Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. And with Asuka and Flair in the, uh, Mr. Flair in the opening seconds of the match, taking advantage of no disqualification rules for this triple threat match. Sky and Oscar then went one on one while Flair was attended to by ringside by the physicians. Flair eventually made her way back into the ring and hit Oscar with a big boot and then took Sky down with a fall away slam. After a hot run by both women, Sky and Oscar began working together. Flair continued to work her way back into the match with every attempt from Neo Sky and Oscar to take her out, getting across body blocks and traps before suplex on both opponents. Sky hit a springboard moonsault to the outside on Asuka, only for Flair to hit one from the top rope to the outside on Belasca on Sky. The Tower of Doom spot allowed Asuka to nearly pin both women, both were able to kick out and keep the match alive and keep it going, but false finishes are fun to see. Sky and Asuka locked Flair to simultaneous submission for Asuka released and one after he goes Sky. Allowing Flair to hit Asuka with a spear by for a near fall. Bailey, of course, came to ringside, ignoring Sky's demand. She stayed in the back and out business, distraction that nearly cost Sky the title at the moment. At that moment. Well, as Oscar in the figure eight, Bailey distracted the referee as Oscar was tapping, allowing Sky to hit a moonsault on Flair and scoring the pin to retain the title. The match got surprisingly sloppy at times, considering the three elite athletes in the ring, making the match somewhat disappointing, but still entertaining. And definitely above average. Eo Sky successfully defending her title against Jonathan Flair. And Asuka, with your pinfall, give this great B minus. But, like I said, <clears throat> good stuff indeed. We got John Cena and LA versus the Bloodline, Jimmy Uso, and so Uso Car. She did the fight to Uso quickly before demanding Uso to take in solo to go on. And that proved to be a bad plan for Cena. Sokoa quickly took over on Cena before taking Uso back in. 
John Cena continued to be in peril for a long stretch. His LA Knight remained on the apron despite this attempt to want to tag in. Cena centered to fire up and fire back as Solo, only for Sokoma to hit a spinning heel kick to cut off the comeback. Cena finally hit him with an attitude adjustment, but Sokoma knocked Knight from the apron before Cena could make the tag. Cena countered Solo coming off the top rope by getting his feet up and hit a low blow. This was the moment when LA Knight finally got the hot tag and blitzed to some before dropping Sokoma with a DDT. And avoided a loose splash and hit a power slam and an elbow drop. Cena hits a goal with a crossbody before getting caught by Usa with a loose splash. All four men were left on the canvas. Like I said, this match started telling, going well. Um, you know, you have John Cena and LA Knight, and LA Knight being a rising star. Big night for, for sure. Anyways, after a scramble, Cena nearly hit. With an attitude adjustment again, but Uso hit a super kick to cut it off. I seen a five knuckle shuffle on Uso was found with a from Knight for the pinfall. Cena tried to raise Knight's hand after the match, but Knight said no and raised Cena's instead. Knight the pin was the right move, and with Reigns returning that SmackDown on Friday, we'll talk about the bloodline will remain in turmoil. The match wasn't any special, but it certainly was good. So John Cena and Ellie Knight defeating the club by via pinpoint, giving it a grade of a C plus. Alright, now we head into the main event, the World Heavy Championship match. Seth Rollins defeating and defending, I mean. And I guess in the end defeating, but defending against Shinsuke Nakamura in a last man standing match. Now before the match, Damian Priest was backstage with the money in the bank briefcase, saying he was not going home at the end. Only for Rhea to intervene and say that Priest said he wanted to he wanted to wait until he was ready and to hold off for the night. Nakamura refused to engage in the initial meeting, looking out of the ring and forcing Rollins to chase. Rollins grabbed the kindle stick but couldn't use it before Nakamura sent him back back first into the ring. Apron. Rollins ripped off the padding at the ring, ring side and exposed the concrete, but Nakamura was able to fight him off. For any damage could be done. Seth Rollins, ex- Seth Rollins responded by grabbing the ring steps and rounding them into Shinsuke. Rollins threw chairs, trash cans, and tables. Oh my, into the ring, but Shinsuke Nakamura again cut off Rollins before delivering a knee to the back. Nakamura grabbed known chucks and began to deliver shots to the legs and back with the weapon. Warped with a trash can over Rollins' head and delivered a series of kendo shots to the can. Well, then again, back around the back. And that was kind of fun to see. Kind of like an old school moment there. Have you seen hardcore matches in the past? Not just in the end of the days. Rollins finally came back with a series of kendo stick shots to the back and stretch can to the head. Akamura beat the kin 10 count after Rollins frog slash and hit Russian leg sweep to regain control of the match. Nakamura went to the table, went through a table, propped in the corner when Rollins moved out of the way of a running knee. And Rollins followed up with a stop, but Nakamura again beat the 10 count. Rollins cut off the commentary desk before grabbing a ladder, which he drove into Nakamura. Rollins then set up the ladder next to the desk, but Nakamura got out of the way for Rollins to put him to the desk. The pair went into the crowd before Nakamura sent Rollins off the steps into the floor below. Nakamura then drove several chase shots into Rollins' back. Rollins tried to fight back, but 
but was backdropped onto the concrete that was exposed to the police earlier in the match. See? Storytelling. So the Rollins are going to beat the count after the backdrop and back of the ring rounds the pedigree to Shinsuke. But surprisingly up at nine and beat the 10 count. And shortly after that, Nakamura drove Rollins through a table set up at the ring and with double knees on the second rope. Rollins fired back in again, but Nakamura again to the commentary desk, but Nakamura cut him off. Climbing the ladder before misting Rollins and sending him off the ladder to the desk. Rollins again beat the count. Nakamura back dropped Rollins onto a chair in the ring and drove him to a table in the corner, only for Rollins to slide out of the ring and land on his feet. Talented from Rollins, he managed to come back with a pedigree on the platform, left in the ring, and a stop to follow. After Nakamura beat the count, Rollins hit a falcon arrow to the table below with the platform and beat the count on Nakamura didn't. So it was a good match, close. I was hoping for Nakamura to win. It's very dramatic and fun. The false finishes, in a sense, I was talking about. But the end, Jeff did retain. So Seth Rollins defeats Shinsuke Nakamura to retain said title. To me, it's a great name. Very well done. Overall, great for the pay per view. I probably would say B. Plus. Great show. I swear I was entertained. But anyways, just share my thoughts. Make sure you're in the comment section. For all like the video, subscribe and the bell to that YouTube that you all do so well. I'll see you guys in the next video. Stay safe. And a bubble loss as always. Take care.